Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of quarantine. I'm Erin. That's Ange. What's up? And Char's on the ones and twos uh, all the way from her home. Uh, you can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com. You can also find us every Monday morning at bff.fm from 6 to 6.30. Boy, yo, 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 yo. We have a returning guest on the show. It's been uh, over four years that she's been on the show, but her name's Rachel McDowell. She's a stand-up comedian and also a voiceover artist, actor. And um, last time we had her on, uh, it was uh, pre-election, and um, the world was a different place. We weren't in a pandemic, obviously. We were in studio, and we just had a really good conversation. It was like over an hour and 15 minutes, which I think this one is almost... Uh, as well <laughs> it's always one of those things where you're like we probably won't have that much to talk about and then you end up having a lot to talk about which I love but um, let's take a listen to Rachel and we'll come back and see you on the other side Rachel we have not talked to you since uh, March of 2016 yeah. Um, and uh, just to lay the groundwork a little bit, you and I met because I listened to the, the whole hour and 15 minutes of our podcast. It was, was a long it, one. It was really long. Um, it, was, it was good. I listened yeah, to it. It's good. And um, I totally forgot that um, that I knew that we met at a comedy show and I attacked you. I totally forgot your opening for Frankie Quinones, which, um, who's been on our show a couple times. This is actually a friend of Angie's. So yeah. I totally forgot that. I forgot that too. And I would say that would be the week that I did the show, I was up featuring at Punchline. So that, but it wasn't for Frankie. I think I've only worked with him once. I think that's just where you saw me. That's right. That's when we met, but you didn't come on the show until like months later. So we met in 15 and then you came on in 16 and then we've just been like following each other on the socials for four years. I know Shar's know nephews. I care about them. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I don't no. feel like I haven't talked to you. I, 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 well, like, I do. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, can I remember I haven't listened to that episode since back then, but I, uh, I remember it being kind of like some kind of therapy session or something like when we were like, oh, yeah, we were all like, just kind of laying it out there and being like, Oh, this is the end of the world, or whatever it was. It um, was the end of the world. I was so little. Sad. Did you know? Yeah, I was just such a sad little sad puss. I mean, I'm usually that person. I'm usually what do you guys call me, the Eeyore? But I was really negative. I was like, ew. No wonder why no one was listening. <laughs> You were you were particularly Eeyore in that episode, right, Ange? And it was months. it was after our New Year's Eve too. We had oh, a crazy New Year's Eve. Yes, I think I'm still recovering from over drugging myself. <laughs> we had a surprise New Year's Eve, and you yeah, were very emo about a lot of things. Yeah, there's a lot of emo going around. Um, <laughs> I was like, wow, cheer up, Charlie. It's just gonna get worse. Um, God. Oh my god. Dude, so yeah, you were on and you had just gotten married that December. Okay. You met your hubby on what was it called? How about we? That's right. Um, I just Googled that. I guess Match bought them. I mean, everything has changed since we talked. Um <laughs> But I mean, what 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 have you been doing in the last four years? A little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really? Like, um, no, it's been a good four years. It's, uh, where does one start? I don't know. I mean, 
when we met, Donald Trump was not elected yet, right? No, no. We that's right. We no, had a not yet. lot of conversations around that. Yep. It was early enough. It was like early in the it year. It was March. It was March. Okay. That way. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take a sip of the wine before you answer. <laughs> uh, <Pretty> heavy. <laughs> um, no. Um, so yeah. kind of the same stuff. So I'm down in LA. I used to live in San Francisco for seven years. Then a year, seven years to the day that I left Pennsylvania to move to San Francisco, I moved to Los Angeles. And then it's just the damn grind. It's the thing. And it's been a really eye-opening experience being here. Hmm. So I would say four years ago, it, I was still pretty shiny and new. Um, oh, Oh, are we getting like a real world, uh, Rachel now? <laughs> you might, you might. Yeah. Like it's, it is a real, so maybe my, I'm going to be the Eeyore. No, it's fine. Oh no. <laughs> Times have changed. I can, give you my, I can give you my industry spin or I can be honest. Like, uh, it's up no. to you. Um, but you know, we love honesty here at Bitch Talk, so. Yeah. No, it's, it's just, it's making it to me was always just supporting myself. So that was, that was the goal. Stand up is the true love, the constant, the thing that will always be inside me. But damn, is it hard to make a living. Um, and so husband, thank God, makes a great living. He works on the Chicago Fire franchise. Right. Dick um, Wolf. Yes. Yes. Which yes. is a phenomenal team to be on. Right. And it took a lot of pressure off of me. So I. So it's like the dream. I get to like take improv classes and take <laughs> acting classes. And I think for, I, I was awesome. like the jack of all trade, master of none is sort of what I had become. Because it was like, oh, I do voiceover, I do improv, I do acting, I do stand up. And then it was like, you have to kind of phase it down. So I've been doing a lot more voiceover, a lot less stand up, interestingly. Uh, I was wondering, okay, is yeah. that, do you find that to still be a good outlet? I mean, I know you can make pretty decent money doing um, voiceover, but. Yeah, well, so I think what it is, is like the moment my foot hits the stage, I'm so happy. But it's all the stuff before that. Like, it's like, oh. so I'm 41. I don't want to sleep on your couch. I'm sure it's a lovely couch. But I love, like, I have a house and a life that I'm really happy here. So stand up before, like, before it was just so passionate. I was so passionate. And I'd love to stay out till 3 in the morning and just talk to you and learn about comics and talk comedy. And now it's like, oh, I, I think I'm so content in my home life that I don't want to. And traffic in Los Angeles, as I'm sure you all know, it's a thing. Mm -hmm. So, like, getting married, I moved to the suburbs. So before I lived in West Hollywood, I was right in the heart. Oh, we so have. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. But now I'm a little, I'm still in LA, but I'm like in Glendale. I don't know if you guys know Glendale. Uh-huh, yeah. So it's just like an hour of misery to get anywhere. Mm -hmm. And it took the fun out of it a lot for me. Mm. Um, so I still do it. Like if anybody asks me to do stand-up, I always say yes. But my hustle has been diluted a little bit. Like I mm. don't I don't know. And it's a lot of begging here. Like you're hmm. yes, like, please look at me. Please just give me like five minutes on your show that maybe eight people are in the audience, please. And that doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel right. Mm. Yeah. 
voiceover is kind of like my dream job. I've always said that, like, because you just do it in your pajamas. It's kind of like being a <laughs> but, but that's, you know, your actual work. And then yep. you just kind of get paid, you know, royalties kind of depending on, you know, what the job is, obviously. But is it that great? Is it this amazing thing that I, that I imagine it to be? I think so. And I don't do the, I don't do animation. So that's like a whole different world. I do mm. a lot of corporate voiceover, um, which is great. And I do, I do, I've been doing back, background voiceover. It's called loop grouping. Have you, any of you heard of that? No, please tell us. Okay, so Angela, let's write this down. <laughs> yeah, Angela. <laughs> okay, all right, ready. I'm taking notes. <laughs> and if anybody in Los Angeles is listening, stop listening because there's enough competition <laughs> to get into this. But this is, um, so it's background voices in movies. So if you are, like, so you're watching a movie and they're on a New York City street. Okay, and in the background, you hear somebody like go, Donnie, hey, get out, let's go get a slice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. I felt like I was in New York right now. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> oh, that seems fun. It's really fun, and you yeah. go into like a big room with maybe six actors, and they'll just do scenarios. So there's like a big blockbuster. I don't know if you're allowed to say what it is, but a big blockbuster that's supposed to come out this summer and it's like an end of days okay. so it was like we're to like screaming to get into the camp so you're you're like so there's six actors just going like let me in or I have a baby and you're just <laughs> doing it. <laughs> it was like you play all day and then you get a big check at the end what and we that's been ta- a dream yeah we've been talking about it for a long time we might as well just i mean we're inside in, in a pandemic we might as well just start taking classes or something it's just it's hard to get in right i mean obviously yeah, like right. everything it's a male-dominated field it's very much who you know but we know you i know you can i be like <laughs> rachel said to show up today <laughs> it's gonna get you so far and they'll be like who and then you can be like tony let's get a slice i'm, like, I'm tony i'm tony i'm here for the slice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I mean, it's I, a wonderful gig. Yeah. Well, maybe, yeah. like I said, we have time. Well, sort of have time right now to look into it. But I, I thought about taking classes. They just feel a little expensive, but they feel necessary. You have to, and that's right. It's like it takes so much work to sound like you're not doing any work. Like that's what voiceover mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And it, it's hard to be like one lesson, simple lesson that took me a long time to learn is like, we've got, we've got jalapeno poppers and mozzarella sticks. Like you're not supposed to. And, and. <laughs> so it's like the tiniest little thing, but it took two and a half years. Why can't you do that? Or. Yeah. <laughs> But why aren't you allowed? You're not allowed to do that, or so that's what do we care about? Do. Care about the jalapeno poppers. So accentuate the and right words. Accentuate. Yes, you don't punch like the and or the or. Uh. Jalapeno poppers and mozzarella sticks. Oh, like, okay, oh. okay. We're turning this interview into a lesson. Carry yeah, on. <laughs> Cheapest lesson that you'll ever have. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can work in the podcast and and have it be sort of our practice for uh, voiceover, and we can do interviews in different voices or as different characters. <laughs> What do you think? Is that a good I think practice? That would be the most annoying podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's what we'll be known for. The most annoying podcast. <laughs> Rachel's gonna give us assignments, and we're all gonna come back in a month, and we're all gonna do the podcast in our character. 
Okay. Cool. <laughs> it's a one-time thing. That would be fun. A one-off? Okay. I'm willing if you are, if you guys are. That'd be really yeah. difficult. But, I mean, we have nothing else to do, so. <laughs> Build a character. That's all. We'll just add some. Build a character. <laughs> I'll bring the sound effects. Yeah. Yeah. The Foley. That's a whole other beautiful job. And, like, be a Foley artist, I think, is another dream job. Oh, just doing this, like pushing, I'm, I'm like totally simplifying, just pushing the buttons and making <laughs> noises. No. A thousand dollars, please. Yes. Thank you, sir. Um, <laughs> but I feel like over the last four years, I've seen that you've been opening for pretty, pretty big comics. I mean, didn't I see a picture with Tim Allen? Yeah. That's where I could spin and say like, yes, I have. It. It's not like I've just been watching Netflix. There's been a lot of <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still, I've been working real hard the last four years, but it just doesn't, like, it just hasn't launched. Yeah. And when I see people, like, what it takes, like, so I've been here in LA for seven years, oh. and I'll see someone, let's say seven years ago, I saw someone that was hot, 24, massively talented, and I saw them on Last Comic Standing, or I saw them do a late night set, and here we are seven years later, and that person has some power like in LA to get on good stages, but they're still grinding mm-hmm. and they were sexy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were young and brilliant. And it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, like in dedicated. So it's like, if I don't have that massive dedication, it's yeah. not going to happen. Like you have to like the voiceover people that make it are a hundred percent voiceover. The acting actors are a hundred percent acting. Like it's not a game down here. It's not just for the joy. Um, so that's, but, but yes, I did. I worked with Tim Allen, uh, I think three or four times. And he, gets, oh, is he great? Yeah. Well, okay. he, he's such a big star. So he's right. my biggest star experience. So they have to like whiz him in. So they bring him in right before the show, but he's always kind. Um, I think like the first time I worked with him, he was a little like, you know, just very, hello. And just, that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did very well. So his crowds, so LA crowds are also historically tough crowds. Like their crowds hmm. are thinking hmm. about themselves. They're thinking, <laughs> you know, not, they're thinking about how they look or who, who's that. They're not thinking about just there for comedy. Hmm. Uh, they're late. They're, oh. yeah, they're flaky. Um, but Tim Allen's crowds are people that are uh, like a lot of tourists, um, people that are just beside themselves to see Tim Allen. Hmm. And sometimes when you open for big famous people, uh, nobody cares about you. Like nobody wants to hmm. hear Rachel do her best 12. Um, but Tim Allen's crowds are really generous. And it's just so the Laugh Factory, it's always at the Hollywood Laugh Factory. Mm-hmm. So he does a Thursday show there to prep for the weekend in Vegas. So he'll do weekend. Oh, okay. And I think, I think stand up is his favorite thing. So I think. So it makes him really come alive and he's very honest. He's very funny, but he's not the ABC guy, you know? He's oh very yeah. Funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but so the first time it was just like, hello. And he was not, he was very nice, but it was just very quick. And then the second time I, um, I tried something semi new that I knew was funny, but it just hadn't been landing. But so everything else was polished and fully baked and great. But then I had like this one little bit, and I got off stage and he was like, the blah, blah, blah bit was great. And he was like, and I don't know why they're not laughing at the beer thing. He was like, stick with it. <laughs> he's like, there's something really funny there. And it was like the perfect 
perfect thing for it. Like that's what a comedian does. So yeah, like, that's oh, cool. That was, great. that was great. That was great. But that there is something there instead of maybe like, maybe I shouldn't have tried something that wasn't a sure thing for a mm -hmm. show, but that's like, that's when comedy is fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it's, it's neat. And I think, um, you know, just ever the people at home flip out when I open for Tim Allen, like it's just such a big deal. Like he's just such a big star. Right. He's just a person. Like right. we had a kitchen, um, like we had like this whole big remodel and the guy, like one of the comics was like, you've got to tell Tim he loves remodels. Like it's just <laughs> <laughs> home improvement. Like what? <laughs> But he's just a guy that wants to talk about my kitchen remodel. Like, that's oh. really nice. Yeah. I was, you know, we, we talked a lot um, for, well, more. it's almost more than four years. No, it's four years ago um, about your comedy. And we did talk about like, oh, do you do, do you, um, do you have politics as a part of your standup? And you said no at the time. Is that still the case? Or ha has there been a little bit of... I don't know. Have you, have you changed your mind on that in the last four years? I tried. So I worked in a joke that I thought was really cute. So I don't like to be divisive and I like you to just come and enjoy. I, you know, if you think differently when you leave, that's great. But just about my perspective, not me telling you, like, I don't enjoy this. And I don't enjoy when like stand-ups, like you don't have to teach me a lesson, but just open my mind a little bit. Um, so with politics, that's really hard. I think the first time I tried something anti-Trump, I hit it and there was a guy in the front row and it was, I mean, in Los Angeles, you're very safe in California to do. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Normally. Normally. Yeah. Hopefully. And there was a guy that I knew, knew one of the other comedians and he like, just like, but I just barely even started to talk about it. And he was like, I love Trump. And he was like a Middle Eastern person. So he wasn't like a white, normal guy, like oh, a right. Trump supporter. Right. And I hated him. Like, in all this, all I did <laughs> like one thing. And I was filled with so much, like, disgust and hatred for him. Like, oh, I'm not ready. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not the audience. It's you. Yeah, I'm ready to laugh. <laughs> was he serious or he was just heckling you? I think he was serious. Oh, boy. I'm sorry. Yeah. So that was the first one. But then I do. So I did a bit about how like, like I love, so I don't, I haven't done it for a while, but it was something like, all right, like, listen, I am a pearl clutching liberal. Okay. So I am a snowflake, blah, blah, blah. But I love a Republican. So I've already set up that I'm married. So I'm real quick to say like, it's not my husband. I didn't marry a Republican. But like, I didn't know that after 2016, you were no longer able to love Republicans. Like I've known this person <laughs> for 20 years. Like we vacation uh, together, uh -huh. we're friends, we've dined together, we celebrate each other's birthdays. Like I didn't know that I wasn't going to be able to love him anymore. <laughs> but I did, I opened for Will Durst. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I oh yeah. <laughs> and so his crowd, I thought this is a perfect crowd. And I love, he had, he had packed houses. He had great crowds. Um, that one joke, like, everybody was like, oh. like they wouldn't allow me to say, I like my friend Trevor. Yeah. So, um, but so I did do that one for a while, but no, I didn't do much more. And I don't think I really enjoy when other people do it that much either. Mm, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I feel like joking about him makes it normal in a way and none of this has been normal so and it's just hard to laugh at at this point because it's all real yeah. um you couldn't you can't yeah. make anything up 
I think it depends. Like certain comedians, you kind of expect it from, so you know going into it, like, okay, they're probably going to be political. So if I'm in the mood for that, it's like, okay, I can be ready for that. But it just kind of depends, yeah, on the approach. Well, and they're like, but so Will Durst. And that was another yeah. thing. It was like, he's a master mm-hmm. at political humor. Yeah. And maybe his feature mm-hmm. act just keep her stuff. I'm like, I love my dog. And <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you mentioned your cat. Do you still, do you still have dogs? I do. I still have one oh. dog. Which one? Brisket. You do have brisket. So brisket. Oh, brisket. When you were on, brisket had a, <laughs> had a diaper on. That was Mabel. Mabel oh, had the diaper on. Mabel. So Mabel was, and we've been, so today Chris and I went and saw the poppies. Do you guys know about the super bloom of poppies? I've heard about it, but I didn't know it was down in LA. It's like an hour and 15 minutes away and it is outstanding. So we like blew off the morning, got in the car and went and saw the poppies. And the last time we had done that. And so any, so what it is, it's just, it's in like a little bit above Santa Clarita it's sort of an area that you're very happy you don't live in. Like it's just hot <laughs> and flat and nothing. And then all of a sudden you turn the corner and it's oceans of orange poppies. Like Ooh, it looks wow. like orange, like paint, spray paint and just painted. I'll po- I'm going to post some stuff, but it is yeah. like football fields and football fields of just orange, gorgeous flowers. But we took Mabel there. So the last time we went, we had Mabel Aww. who <laughs> were pit bull people. Mm-hmm. A little brisket is a pit bull. And then we wanted to adopt a friend for her because she was, she's a bit of a handful. And we fell in love with this senior dog, Mabel. And um, <laughs> like had a hard life. And she was like, like, they said she was, I forget what they said, how old she like eight, but she was like 48 in dog. Yeah. Like she yeah. was, <laughs> and she was made, like had these horrible teeth and these big udders. She had been bred and tumors on her udders, <laughs> but she was the most photogenic dog. Like, she was so beautiful in pictures, and so, and really big, and just, <laughs> but frolicking in the poppies. Made them lovely. When, so, did she, when did she pass? We only had her for nine months. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Aww. Yeah, so she was, like, a re- obviously a rescue. <laughs> well, a little well, shout she out. ended her life. Yeah, she ended her life well with you, at least. She did. She Aww. was our, my bridesmaid. She was a wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> but how are seriously? Yeah. Oh, briskets. Oh, briskets. Perfect. Briskets. Okay. And just the best. And that's what, like, do you guys have pets? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In mm-hmm. this whole quarantine, pets have been, like, oh. yeah, it's just me yeah. and me hanging out on the couch. No, that's what I was going to say. They're saving the day. They yeah. really are. I, like, my poor dog is, like, you're yeah. hugging me again, and I'm just, yeah. like, oh. <laughs> 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 like, the only connection I get. The dog just looks at me, like, are you done? I'm trying to, like, sleep. Yeah. It's like sad. You're my best friend. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I love you so much. I love you. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like it's sad when I'm telling them, obviously, secretly in their ear, I'm like, you can never die. Yeah. You can never die. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was just talking about that the other day. I was like, you better not be working that day. Like, it is, a, it is, we are just locking in. Like, yeah. it's going to be a bad day. <laughs> you will never die. You're not allowed. <laughs> I was going to say on that point, Ange's dog, uh, well, first of all, it was her birthday this week. But also her dog, the same day as her birthday, went into the hospital. 
Or yeah. Crazy. Yeah. That morning, my, my sister had to take her to the ER and I was sitting on the balcony yeah. because it was a beautiful sunny morning and I was sitting on the balcony just kind of like trying to just find some peace. And this black crow started taunting me and like walking up and down my balcony and like looking at me and they represent death, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So yes. I was just like, what is the universe trying to tell you? But she's better now. But yeah, it was a weird day. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I just had a stomach bug. It was just coming out both ends, like on the hour for yeah. two days. So they tested everything and she's fine. It was just a bug and, and she's on medicine and now she's, she's shitting normally. So. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that was, no, like we're, we're like clapping when it happens, you know, like, yay, like picking her up and kissing her, you know, like. <laughs> Didn't you have a problem like that? Aaron with oh, Will, like me? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, with with okay, Will, yeah. like <laughs> not yes. I was like this minute. No, I'm actually. <laughs> like, Thank she you always has stomach like, problems. I put she lipstick always... on to talk about this. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again, Rachel. We're talking about poop. Last time you were talking about it, that's what she was referencing. Yeah, Will wouldn't poop that day when you came into the when office. Oh. Wow, you <laughs> came into the studio. <laughs> I was, yeah, it was that episode. Yes. Yeah, it was that episode, yeah. yeah. Rachel right, is Rachel. the common denominator. I'm sorry, we'll get out of this real quickly. Did I talk about poop? We all talked about poop. <laughs> yeah, listen to this episode again. Huh? Well, it's, it's because that's how we got into talking about Mabel and her, and her diaper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that Angie and Aaron prepped on this because oh. it's coming full circle. Yeah, I'm glad that you kind of remembered, Char. Oh, I, I had so much fun listening to it. And for those of you listening, if you want to hear it, it's episode 120. And we are, we are now recording episode 445 with you. So that's yeah. how long ago it was. No, it's been really fun to watch you guys grow and how long. Oh. You, I mean, there's so many podcasts. And you guys have done so well. And just like the same thing I was talking about. Oh, girl, I was going to be like, do I go there? Because last time you were on, I was real sad. So I'm not going to go there. <laughs> no, but yeah, to your point, it's, it's, um, there's a lot of podcasts and there are so many more now because of the quarantine. And it's just, you know, we're just, we're shucking and jiving. So. Well, do you um, talk about things like getting invited to Sundance or being allowed in? Like how, like, that was so impressive that you oh, were able to go to Sundance. Thank you. Interview all these amazing artists when everybody wants their time. Like, yeah. I'm just so impressed by that. Oh, I still Rachel. don't know how we are allowed. <laughs> yeah, we clearly don't belong there if you see us walking around. <laughs> to be honest, we're like, did you get it? Really? We do. You know, we're just shocked. Like, okay, like, guess we're it's, going. It's, it's, it's basically Angie and I trying to find all the free food. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's a fact. Pack? Like, how would you pack for Sundance? I would be a nervous wreck of what to wear on a day. Oh, no, you know what? That's actually the best, kind of the best part of going to Sundance, I think, because everyone's in a snow jacket and boots. That's it. No boots all week. One pair of shoes. It's so nice. Yeah, just your I snow boots it. all week. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. why we're like, oh, it's really not, you don't, the, I think the first time we went, I, at least I was a little concerned with that because I'm like, for meeting all these people, are we dressing up? Do you dress down? Like, I don't know. And then now it's like, yeah, you can wear your sweatshirt, jeans, and your snow boots and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal. Even for like evening shit, it and doesn't beanies, matter. And beanies, so you don't have to worry about your hair. Yeah, everyone has a beanie. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for the shout out. Yeah. Um, Sundance has been unbelievable. Um, year I think, down, right? Yeah. This was the second mm-hmm. year, uh, right before the, well, the pandemic started when we were at Sundance, actually, it was starting to kind of come to fruition. Um, but yeah, this was the second year and, uh, it's, a it's, a it's a marathon while we're there. Actually, no, it feels more like a sprint for four days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause we did this year over 60 interviews, 69, 69 interviews <laughs> in four, in four days, five days, five, five days. Five. Yeah. So it's crazy. It's not, I mean, have? like, are they really regimented? Like he's here, he's in at 10 and he's out at 10, 10. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy, but it's, it's been fun. Um, and we'll see what happens next year. If there's even a Sundance, yeah. <laughs> who knows? We don't know. Yeah. No, no think ER on it. There will be a Sundance. No. Yes. <laughs> it could be virtual though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the other things that we talked about, which I thought was, I was like, whoa, we talked about Louis CK. Oh yeah. Had that just oh, broke? That was, yeah. No, it, no, 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 no. This was still when we all liked him. Okay. Did you watch his new special? No. It was funny. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. $7. And it was funny. And it was, he talked about it, not as much as he should. He did not apologize. All of the things wrong he did, but he did acknowledge it. And he did acknowledge consent, but just for a a little bit. But then he did like his thing where like he's, he's a genius. Like the way I know, I know this, I know this. Wait, my, my fiance and I actually saw him and, 2016 or 17. I can't remember now. And, uh, it was awesome. We saw him in person we saw him at the big old, uh, Oracle arena, Oakland Coliseum, whatever. It was filled. It was awesome. He was wearing a suit. It was hilarious, but I just, I can't do it. It's too hard. I think that there should be that what he did was very wrong. And I talked like, so well, and you're in the world of comedy about it. Right. And I remember, I remember when I first started dating Chris, and if I did, I don't think we, so we didn't know about the scandal when, when we. Oh, no, 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 that had come out. So I remember, like, I first started dating Chris, but I'm in love with him. Like, this is, like, we're we're in it for a long time, and I'm still doing stand-up on the road, and I had heard those rumors, and Louis, like, we had just went and saw Louis uh, C.K. perform, and we loved him, and, and, like, the first time we made out was after watching his HBO special. Oh, hot. Louis C.K. He's our boyfriend. Yeah, he's our boyfriend. But I remember like just staring at Chris one day and thinking like, if Louis C.K. asked me to open for him and all I had to do was watch him whack off, would Chris understand? Like I didn't, this is on my internal dialogue. Because <laughs> I, I would never shame anybody for their sex stuff. Like whatever you Right, do. right, right. But then it was like, like, like I, just in my head trying to have that conversation with the man I love. And it was like, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think I can reason. They're like, this is the biggest career opportunity. And like, and you just, after this, we talked and like, he has an employee and it was like, imagine for one moment, if you treated her that way, right? and mm-hmm. it would ruin, like, it would just ruin everything. It would ruin that, that girl. It would ruin that woman forever. And it, yeah, it's just, it, it was a big deal. However, it was not like, there need to be levels, I think. So there need to be levels like him and Harvey Weinstein shouldn't oh. be standing on the same. Or Bill Cosby. Right. Or Bill Cosby. 
Right, he's not them, but he, what he did was very wrong, but he was messed up in the head. And, and so are they, so are they. Uh, but I just don't, there needs to be a path to <laughs> forgiveness. There needs to be something, which Louis C.K. doesn't seem like he's done anything. It doesn't seem like he's taken classes or donated to women's organizations or... And he has daughters. Hiding. And he has Right, daughters. that's what bums yeah. me out. Mm-hmm. So I bet he's a good dad. Like based on his and based on his show. I know. And the show, I loved the show. I bet he's a good father. <laughs> yeah. Do you? Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. it's hard. Well, they're eventually going to find out about it, you know. But I think well, there is. You can compartmentalize. You know, you're an asshole in this one field, but you can be a good dad. I mean, I could see that being compartmentalized, but I don't know. I would watch it. I and haven't yet, but I would watch it. You should. It was very funny. But you watch his stand-up, and he doesn't tell you he's a nice person. Like, he tells you he's, yeah. sex, he's like, sex-depraved. He tells you he masturbates all the time. He tells you he's not that nice. He tells you he doesn't like you. Like, that was one thing with, like, it was like, if I met him, he wouldn't like me. Like, he, he doesn't like people like me. He, hmm. it, like, he has it. He wasn't a secret about being a curmudgeon, about being... Uh, yeah, being a, a, like a addicted to masturbation as an older guy, like he he didn't hide that, hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, he's been telling us he's kind of an asshole, uh, very different from what he did. That's I'm I'm separating those things from like how we were all so shocked and surprised. Mm-hmm. But I thought it's uh, it's hard. It's hard. Like, so what does genius bring? Right. I know. Yeah. I ugh, I don't know. Yeah. I'll move on to something else. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get attacked for it. It's so hard. No, no, no. No, no, I, not by you, but it's just like, yeah. So I always get, I always get, it's almost like a drinker's guilt after I do a podcast. Like I'll wake up the next morning. (laughs) What did I say? (laughs) (laughs) This is my drinker's guilt. So if I'm emailing you all tomorrow, like you have to edit that out. Just tell me to calm down. Well, it's not like you said you agree with what he did and I mean, you're acknowledging it and it, it, yeah. Yeah. And I think your, I think your opinion is so important given the fact that you're a female comedian, you've been out on the road and it's true. We're all human. We all fuck up all of us, whether you like it or not. And, and, you know, to be defined by what, you know, this one moment or the whatever, you know, there. Yeah, I, I agree. There should be, you know, some kind of forgiveness, and you know, we're so quick to point the finger like we're perfect. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's, I think it's everyone's own decision, you know, as to what. And we get into this conversation all the time. Like, we support, you know, people that go to Walmart or places like that. The CEOs of these companies are shit, and we still support them. You know, so where do you draw the line? Are you not, you know, anyone who you think is an asshole, you're not going to support. So you're just going to live by yourself in a bubble and, you know, not go outside ever. It's just right. and aren't hard we so to pick and choose. Like, it's yeah. like, yeah, who are we? Like, somebody want to pick my worst moment and shine a light on it? I'd rather, no. you know, like, and he, he, and he addresses that in the special where it's like, you know, like the most embarrassing, horrible thing you ever did. And, and I think he's like, Obama knew about it. Like, imagine, oh. that. Like, imagine <laughs> that you're darkest deepest shame and queen elizabeth knows and right. barack obama, knows. Barack obama. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. okay that's funny that's funny <laughs> it's a good point <laughs> uh, see for seven dollars uh, your seven dollars is not gonna make him I, it just, it, it, I, I didn't consider for one moment not spending seven dollars on him Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it, you know, it was funny. There was a male comment that 
comic that posted about it, someone that we've actually had on the show, and he posted that he was excited that it came out, and I was like, I'm unfriending him. Yeah. I'm so pissed. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know, Rachel. Still, I don't know. Anyways. It's like a like an evangelical Christian that's like, I can't be with him because he's gay. So now you're like, I can't be with him because he just said he was excited about Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> who are you? No, I don't know. I don't know who I am. I'm in a pandemic. Okay. I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, so, I mean, for your husband, is he still working then? I mean, there must be a million Dick Wolf shows, right? Well, they stopped production pretty quickly. Okay. Um, but then they had, like, three episodes in the can. Okay. So post-production. So he does, he's a right. Yeah. He is done. So he works on five shows. Okay. And there's just one show left with now one more episode, but he's home. So we have a studio, he has a studio and there were a couple. Yeah. So they pretty much sent everybody home to work from home. And I guess I just assume because law and order's on all the time and I know he's not on a law and order show, but that there's like so many shows that, that like Dick Wolf, that enterprise has like they're fine until 2022 or something. I don't know. That's yeah. my, that's my thought. Yeah. I mean, I maybe, that. maybe your husband was doing okay, but I'm glad he still has yeah, no, the season ends. It's like, I, it's like, he's a teacher. Like the season ends in May. Okay. So it ended now mid April. He'll be done. Um, which is okay. Like, so he works enough during the school, school year, the TV season. Yeah. Fine. Then he can do, and then he does his own independent projects through the summer. Okay. So that's what, that's, what's not going to, happen like those little projects or or isn't over like so they start filming the wolf shows in july i probably aren't gonna be doing that i don't know i mean unless they switch to georgia or something um georgia's gonna be in trouble georgia or florida (laughs) or arizona she's in florida everything will be filmed there yes lord i know brother is about to is expecting his second child any minute in Tampa, <gasps> and they don't like Florida at all, but yeah, oh, I can't. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. When so, any minute, like this, it yeah. could be today. Uh, they're inducing on the 29th, which is Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. And I was supposed oh. to, so they have a three year old, perfect, perfect, um, perfect little girl. So I was supposed to go take care of them. So they don't have any connection to Florida. They don't have friends or family. Oh, no. I was supposed to go be with Amelia and, and then come baby, but instead, like, yeah, and they're and they're very my brother and my sister in law are very matter of fact. They're very black and white, and it's like, well, worst possible scenario, Aaron, like Aaron isn't at the birth and he stays home with Amelia, or they're in the waiting room, and they just like that's the worst possible scenario is Tina gives birth alone, which is amazing. Mm. Yeah, oh. but they have a they have a plan, so they have a plan and friends that Amelia will sleep. sleep. You don't want to go to Florida, Rachel? <laughs> I, would <love. laughs> I would love to get on a plane, go to an airport. Yes. <laughs> I would have a row to myself. That would be nice. I would have a whole, <laughs> whole plane to yourself. Yeah, I'm going to who's going to Florida? Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um, I just I, we should wrap up, but I just want to say thank you, and it's been so nice to actually see you and talk to you again because I know you know we're on socials and we see each other and like each other's stuff, but 
It's no, nice I was too. really excited when you guys asked. And it was my first initial when I was like, I'm not doing anything. It was like, Rachel, nobody's doing anything. Like, like, what am I going to promote? I don't know shows. Ah. And I started to email that to you. And when I was like, delete, 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 delete. I'd love to. Aww. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I know you're real people and you're kind and I'm sure your audience Aww. is the same. And Yeah, we don't have any trolls, so... <laughs> Our one listener is the salt of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> my fiance. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have a date? Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's October 1st. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's, been, um, it's been an interesting ride. So we're, um, we just sent out this last weekend our Save the Dates virtually because you know we had a whole plan of sending them out and um that kind of fell through anyways yes right now october 1st at city hall and um all of all of our venues are still um they're planning on being open so we're just riding the wave until we can't ride that wave so and just don't forget what it's about it's about you and him right and whenever you get to celebrate with everybody else you get to celebrate with everybody else but don't don't let it flip you out. No, it's just, we're just kind of like, now you're in the, well, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen on that date. And if it's not, we'll just, we'll move it. So, or we'll figure something else out. You get married and then you move the party whenever. Well, Ange, Ange is our officiant, so. Oh. <laughs> I just officiated this summer. Have you done Nice. It? I have once before and they're yeah. still married. So I have a clean record right now. Are you the church? That's the church that we're, are you the? Uh, yes. The little black card, the yeah. international church of something. I don't remember. It's one of the like but big by ones. By the power of. <laughs> I now pronounce oh, it. Oh, do you have to say that? You have to no, say that? you don't. Oh, I was like, I didn't say that. <laughs> I got a laugh. I got a good laugh. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a small one though. It was like. 20 people. So this one's going to be like an actual wedding. How many so people? A little more intense. Uh, so we're, we're at 80, but we think it'll be really like maybe 70, 65, 70. So I think yeah. that's, that's a wonderful size. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I am not that gal who needs a big old, you know, no, thank you. Yeah, these are just the 80 people are just the people that know you, love you. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that we actually talked to. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. I always think, just like, if you can get five laughs, like, if you can get one laugh, awesome. If you can get five laughs. I used to train software, and it was like, if I got five laughs in eight hours, I got great reviews. <laughs> can I have your number? I'm yeah. going to need puffs like this on the regular. Yeah. No, I want to make them laugh and make them cry. I mean, that's, yeah. that's my goal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, at least like one. A couple laughs, and then they're like, "She was so funny!" <laughs> like they just <laughs> chuckle, and like they're easy to laugh. It's not like it's not like a comedy club. Like they're like, "Oh, the hotel is." Good, Rachel. Rachel, I we're gonna have you on more often. Like seriously. Yeah, and I yeah. I love that you you're on four years later, and you're in this a very different place right. in your life because yeah. you know we always think like this is what I want this is what's going to make me happy and this is my goal and then life yeah. hands you something and things change and things evolve and you're happy you know and like yeah. you don't really know what happiness is until it comes to you we think it's, it's going to be this one thing but I think that's yeah. a great thing to show you know thanks yeah it changes and I see like you see the people and how hard they work to make it and I'm not I, that doesn't make me happy anymore so it's like, oh, that's okay. But they, so the people that have made it earned every tidbit 
Like, so I don't have that jealousy of like, wow. It's like, oh, wow. She, she, like, she did that. She did that. She did that. She moved here. She did that. Good for her. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of stuff on Netflix right now that I'd like to watch instead of hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's good shit out there. Far. It got me like, that's what I think. Like stand up will always be my true love, but it got me to this wonderful place. So without yeah. it, I wouldn't have been San Francisco. I wouldn't have moved yeah. to LA. I wouldn't have been me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never go away. It just, you might not see me on Fallon anytime soon. And that's okay. Or they, or we might, you never know. Yeah, that's true. I'm you gonna know? listen for you. Will you tell us when this yeah, movie comes out? Movie. I'm gonna yeah. listen for that pizza line. I mean, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous yeah. of your voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a baby. <laughs> oh my god! I can't wait. I know. We'll be like, oh, we know that voice. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna like freeze frame it. It's gonna open every one of our shows. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, Rachel, where can everyone find you if you want them to? Uh, yeah, uh, Instagram is where I'm most active. Cool. So that's Rachel A. McDowell. And the, the quarantine goal, which has not started yet, I, could, I was going to pretend. I was, this is one of my lies I had in my pocket. Oh. That I, <laughs> I'm taking the opportunity to work on my marketing, was what I was going to tell you. <laughs> but I haven't done anything with my marketing. And then I also thought I was going to tell you that I got new headshots in March. It was last March. And I was like, like, you could say you got them in March because you did get them in March. Oh, my God. (laughs) These are all the lies I had. These are my LA lies. You never have to lie on our show. I know. Yeah, we are so far from needing that. So my website is rachelmcdowell.com. If you want to see all my content from 2014, (laughs) (laughs) and if I do make it better, I'll let you guys know. Oh, wait, I did have one question about, I saw something on your website. I'm like, what the fuck? Did you work out with Richard Simmons at some point? Yes. When was this? In LA? Yes. I used to go to that too. The best. Uh And obviously it's not around anymore. Uh They had to He's missing. Right. right. So it was his first studio that he bought in 1978 in Beverly Hills. And for $12, you could mm-hmm. work out with Richard Simmons. And he was full Richard Simmons. So it would Costumes be every week. And he would mm-hmm. week. Your, like he would just, well, first, like for $12, you could go and have a talk with him. So you could just sit and listen to him talk so that you could do that before the workout. So I did that one time. Mm. And it was a small group of like 20 people, less than 20 people. And then we all work out. And I was very fit at that time because I had just moved to LA and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember thinking like, this workout's not going to be enough. Like, we'll go hiking after this, right? And my friend was like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it was a great workout. Like, but it was old ladies and us. Yeah. And he remember he would like make, at the end, you'd join a circle and he'd make all the like take their shirts off and whip them around. Oh, and maybe we eat. took a class together one day. That's crazy. Yeah, like, in mid two thousands, late two thousands, I did it. I was yeah, the like like the I moved down here. And, yeah, so we no twenty twelve, twenty thirteen, maybe. Oh, um, maybe. No, but it was like if people anyway. visited me, that's I was like bring tennis shoes because on Saturday morning we're working out with Richard Simmons, and it was, it was like part of my tourist. Uh, 
I loved it. I was like, what? When I saw that picture. I have the, the tank top, too. That's I sweat with Richard. I have, I have <laughs> you have one, one, too? I have a t-shirt with just his face on it. And I remember, this is when I was still single. And I remember I was wearing it. It's to like a workout class because I had just moved to LA. I like I am, I sent a picture to my friend like I am cock blocking myself. Like <laughs> jacket head of Richard Simmons. That is a fact. I think this is the image that I'm supposed to. <laughs> hey, oh it worked. God. Well, yeah, that was a wonderful experience. Is that, that was. Amazing. Is that part of your uh, act? Right now? Thank shirt. you, act. Yes. You should bring back Richard Simmons. I should bring back Richard Simmons. Because we need to find him. Because he's missing. He? I think he's in his... I think. My theory is that <laughs> he gave, like, because, like, so even just these $12 classes, he gave every ounce that he cared so much about, like, he remembered me. So I'd go, and then I'd go six months later, and he'd be like, oh, you're gaining weight. You're losing weight. Oh, he cared. Oh, <laughs> but he cared. I mean, that's... He cared. And he would weep. Like, he, I think he gave so much of his himself that he gave it all away. Like, just like, like how an alcoholic has drank their lifetime allotment of alcohol in 20 years, he gave away his personality. And now mm-hmm. he needs to just sit and be safe. And not, like, it's not so bad. <laughs> I know, hope that's what it is. People anymore. I hope that's what it is. He be drained. Yeah, like, I feel yeah. like people drained him. Mm. Yeah. There's a I podcast have... about it. I don't know if you. Oh, you did, but... of course. Yeah, I did. yeah, and um, it's good, but it's yeah. I hope that's what it is. I hope that he's fine. He just is done, you know. Because the other Social. theory is that it's his, like his housekeeper. His but he would talk about her, so he would. Like, hmm. He loved her, and he used to buy his mom all this jewelry, and then he lost his mom, and then he would weep. Like he would just be talking and start weeping. Like he had a lot of sadness. And he was real lonely, I think. And he was like, so I bought my maid or housekeeper, whatever he called her. I bought her a new car. I bought her a blah, blah, blah. And it's like, this is the closest person in his life. And he's, mm-hmm. he's got lots of money. Right. She's his friend, you know? Aww. Well, I, let's, let's, right. let's send Richard Simmons a little, How about little love out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's send Richard Simmons jazz hands. Jazz hands. Aww. I think Angie's Angie's frozen. Frozen (laughs) again. Really mad. (laughs) Sorry. You were doing the jazz hands with us. You were frozen. Yeah. Jazz hands. What was I doing? We're ending with jazz hands. hands, And you were just salty. Like, yeah. "Mm." You're like, "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) fucking internet, whatever. Sorry. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. The podcast is good. It's good. It's good. Anyways. Sorry, sorry, cut that, that out. Sorry, sorry. It's like you're never gone. <laughs> See how I ease right in? That's professionalism. That's why they allow me into Sundance, Rachel. <laughs> wow. Well, oh. uh, we, should, we should end on that note then. Uh, I needed this today. This was really fun. Oh, so much fun. It was so good to see you. You're right awesome. You too. You too. Yeah. And yeah, I have your corporate exactly. ninja magnet on my fridge, FYI. Oh, no. I forgot about that until I was like, oh, wait, she's a corporate ninja. Yeah. Yeah. How did you get it? <laughs> I, I saw yeah. you when you opened for Frankie. I was there. Oh, and you oh, had you your magnets. Like- yeah, yeah, yeah. He's my friend. I see him every time he's in the city. Yeah. He's, he's like a San Francisco staple that I never really crossed paths with. That was my one and only show with him. And mm-hmm. everyone is friends with him. Everyone knows him. He's such a nice guy. And our paths just never really crossed, which is like one of my 
few San Francisco regrets is that I didn't hang out with him. Hey, did you ever... He's in uh, LA now. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever cross paths when you were doing uh, stand-up in SF with Ali Wong? Yeah. Okay. He was um, when I very first got here. Like, uh, So I used to travel for business here. And right. so I came, like I was here on business, but I did stand-up back in Pittsburgh and I went to the improv and she had been doing stand-up for less than a year. And I don't remember that she was hysterical, but she was just magical. Like, I remember just, mm. this girl is so bold and so strong, and you can't get her, your eyes off of her. Like, you, she had, like, it's really fun when you see that, where you're like, there is something really strong shooting out of this person. And that's mm-hmm. so, but that, I hadn't moved here yet. So I saw her, she was about a year in. Hmm. And, and she's another one where it's like, she earned it. Like she had sponsors. She was doing comedy for like three years and she was like sponsored by a skateboard company. Like she just went all in and yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But so, and then I, I won a competition. So I was just coming up here and I had won a competition and she closed it and said some really nice words. But other than like seeing her at punch. Right. Right. And speaking yeah. just a couple times. But. Yeah, we keep thinking we were probably in the same room with her at some point while we've oh, sure. in San Francisco, but mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever, I never saw her do, do stand-up until she got huge. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm really? bummed. Or maybe I did, I don't remember. I think you would. I know. It hit me hard, like where it was, yeah. and, I, and I remember I didn't love her stand-up then. Wow. I thought she was amazing. Like I, her hmm. was amazing. Like yeah, she was pretty dirty, and I'm not. I wasn't a fan of very dirty, but she was just gorgeous. yeah, she's dirty. She's gorgeous, and you just couldn't. But it wasn't gorgeous. Like gorgeous diminishes it. It was just magnetic. Or ooh, you're right. Her presence I just couldn't is, yeah. take my eye. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was like okay, she's gonna be something. Hmm. Right. She's doing all right for herself. She's doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's doing so well, she'll never be on this podcast. <laughs> She's San Francisco through and through. We're yeah. trying to manifest some yeah. guests. Yeah, we'll see. I'm a big believer in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks, good. Rachel. We yeah, great. Thank yeah. you so much. That was friend of the show, stand-up comic, and also voiceover artist slash actor, Rachel McDowell, live from her home. Uh, really great to catch up with her. I want to thank Shar for reminding us. We could just probably reach out to her and she'd be on the show. Thank you, Shar. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just like I'm happy it worked out. It was so much fun. And, and we totally need to do this on a Friday. Yeah. 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 I've had a really busy week. It's weird. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Totally worked out. Thank you. Yeah. So thanks so much to Rachel. It was so bomb to have her on. She's just easy. And um, I really loved her honesty in our conversation. Cause again, a lot has changed in four years for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really refreshing. Um, so thanks to Rachel. Thanks to uh, my friends here, Shar and Ann for always hopping on a, on a zoom call on a Friday at five 30 and <laughs> a ritual now. It's the ritual, <laughs> the new ritual. Um, and you can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com. It's a brand spanking new website. You can also um, sign up for our email newsletter that should be going out actually pretty soon. So please sign up. You can also find us every Monday morning at bff.fm from 6 to 6.30. Boing. We are powered by GoTo Productions. Bitch, please. <laughs> <laughs>
That's a short boing. Yeah, that was, a, uh, was like a... Yeah, well, some boings are shorter than others. That's true. <laughs> in, in these thirsty times... <laughs>